0: Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast Season 2. We embark on the 2021-2022 college football season with Colin O'Donnell. I'm Justin Sontup. Dude, we're back. It's good to be back. We're back. We did some college football last year. We, I mean, we did a lot of college football last year and then experimented with some college hoops. Um, and now uh, we're back for our bread and butter where we lose a ton of money. <laughs> or at least we have to a the ton of fun. <laughs> we have a lot of fun on college football. So quick outline as we lead into the season, which is a month away, basically. It's Four weeks. Um, we're going to do conference-by-conference conference previews for uh, the Power Six conferences, basically, because we are, as you like to say, Colin, a Power Six podcast, and today we'll start with the American. Um, so we'll do the AAC, we'll do the ACC, and the Big Ten next week. Um, we'll do the Big 12, and the SEC, and the Pac-12. I don't know, we'll figure it out. as we as Maybe we'll do one one conference, uh, an episode, we'll, we'll get we'll get them all in, and then we'll do a mid-major episode, and then we'll do a national kind of preview episode, right? Okay. Yeah, When so when are we going to throw in the independence there? Just in, in with the mid-majors. We, we, yeah. I don't know what you want to do about Notre Dame. I'll just... We, I think we should talk about Notre Dame in the ACC. ACC? Uh, even though they're not an ACC team, but like... We're yeah, we, about can do goal, that. But we can do that, we can do that. They do play, what, four ACC teams, five yeah. ACC teams? I mean...
1: Yeah, we can talk about that. We can throw them on at the end
0: there. Yeah. Um, I think I think so. Whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll hit every conference over the next few weeks, and then uh, a, kind of a mid-major group of five episode where we'll talk um, Conference USA, Sun Belt, Mountain West. Um, the best of the Mac, rest. Yep, the best of the rest. Uh, and see kind of which of those, because we won't talk about every team. You know, not Akron, for example. Like... <laughs> Maybe you know, a team like so uh, Louisiana is going to have yes. a big, big matchup with Texas to start the season. Yes, and a team that should be really good to yes. a ton of talent. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we'll look we'll look to do, and then uh, we'll do our big futures preview. We'll talk about Heisman hopefuls, um, predictions, and then that'll get us right into the season where we'll have our week one picks, and um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, so there's some big news right now. There was some big off-season college football news. Let's just... Touch on this first. The college football playoff is thinking about expanding. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. It's it's not official, but
1: it's been worked on. I mean, most of them were in on it. Swarbuck, the uh, another name, AD, was in talks with them about this.
0: It's not locked in, but it's almost. It's going to be 12 teams 12. instead of four. Twelve teams. What do you think? I know you've been a long been a proponent proponent of AK. You're a big regular season matters guy. Yes. Um I so. love it though. Cause I I cause I'll tell you right now as a Rutgers fan before and I know we have very and this is part of what makes this yeah, this is crazy this is we have very different perspectives. You as a Notre Dame fan and me as a Rutgers fan. Um I couldn't have never seen Rutgers getting into the College football playoff when there were four teams. Yeah. But I can see it happening with, with well, twelve. I can teams. see them having like their one year. Where they do go ten and two, 11 and two, whatever, and they get there. And they sneak in as like the tenth team. Like I could see that. Like, I mean, well are to the top fifteen Twelve wins. isn't
1: terrible. I mean It'll be fun. I don't really see like a lot of those games being competitive in the second round at least. Like there's, there's gonna be a lot of blowouts and people are gonna be like, like, well, why is this happening again? And it's because talent is concentrated at the top in college mm-hmm. football. There's no draft. There's nothing that kind of evens the playing field. But, I mean, the first games at home is going to be insane. Like, hosting a home playoff game, get like some SEC teams up in uh, South Bend for a, uh, a winter game. You know, that's what everybody always wants to see. Wisconsin makes it. Like, imagine Wisconsin hosting Florida in 25 degrees and snow. Like, that's every football
0: fan's dream. So, like, for example, last year, right, could you imagine Texas A&M hosting Miami, Florida hosting Oregon, Cincinnati hosting Wisconsin? So yeah. Florida
1: wouldn't host Oregon. Oregon would be in a bye because the top
0: four, right? Right, so last year Florida was six and Oregon was 11. Yeah, but it's it's the conference winners. Oh, are you, it is yes I'm learning something i thought it was just the top 4 teams no no so it's it's an it's a
1: interesting proposal and i think it was a like kind of like to give the conference. like it's the I, it's the top 4 conference champions okay get a bye so, so notre
0: dame is ineligible for the bye okay and which makes sense mm, i don't know about that I it
1: It it eliminates the, we played an extra game argument. Yeah. Because, right, Notre Dame hosts a game at home, and then that next game, the Final Four, are all at bowl sites. So it's a neutral site. Mm -hmm. So it's not a massive disadvantage.
0: You know, it's not like. So does that eliminate BYU from potentially hosting a game also? They're an independent uh, as well? Yeah, Any, any independent couldn't host a game. Or they could host
1: a game at home. They couldn't get a bye.
0: So it'll really end up being like the SEC champion, the Big Ten champion... ACC. ACC champion, and then either the Big 12 champion or the Pac-12 champion, whichever one's higher rated. Yeah. I mean that's essentially what it's going to be. Yeah. So that's... And then the rest are... I mean is there one group of 5 spot guaranteed or unless, or do they have to be ranked in the top 12 like what is God, I don't know if there is. I think there may be a group of 5. Well, this isn't happening this year. So yeah, that's it's a good thing that it's like I mean we don't yeah, have to be completely prepared for it, but it's just I think it's I think it's a good thing cuz I think it brings more teams into the the fight and I I know that it, the the likelihood is that, you know, Alabama will destroy, you know, whoever is, but like
1: I mean, it keeps the end games interesting, at least a little bit. But it also, I mean, I think one of the big issues yeah. that like people were having with college football is the marketing of it was pretty terrible the past couple years, where it was like nobody cares. Like the the you're watching Rutgers Maryland, a game that matters a ton to both programs, but they're both out of the playoff picture, and instead of talking about how this is big for recruiting momentum and things like that, they're sitting there telling you about how Alabama, Georgia is going to decide the last spot in the college football playoff. And people aren't, like, it's interesting, yeah, but you don't need every, you can find something interesting in every game in college football, and that's why it's great. But, I mean, with 12, it will keep other teams. If you're going to only focus on the playoff, then I guess that's going to keep other teams. I don't want to see it get... Any further than twelve, because anything past that, like, it would, it devalues the regular season too much. And I, not a particularly big fan of having uh, conference auto bids because then your non-conference doesn't matter, which I think is an important part of college football. I think yeah. the non-conference. Is a lot of fun to watch, and it's also a lot of fun because it matters. Because you can't lose
0: that game yep. and then go, "eh, whatever." We're zero and three, but we're fine. You know? Yeah. So, do you think they should still? You think the moving the twelve is a good idea, but they shouldn't do the conference change. I I kind of agree. Actually, like the more I think about it, it's like, what if there is an eight and four? Like, yeah. Two Wisconsin, four.
1: Wisconsin, when Ohio State was ineligible, yeah, was the Big Ten champion at seven and five. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like, that team
0: shouldn't make it. That, you lost five games. Well, I don't know. I think they should make it, but they shouldn't be, like... They shouldn't get a bye. Well, they wouldn't get a bye unless they were ranked above. But, like, what if they were? I mean, then the other conference champions had to be pretty terrible. You, you I could envision a, a situation where you have... And, like, this is kind of the last... As far as I kind of really want to go on this, but, like... I could envision a situation where you have 11-1 Alabama, mm-hmm. Alabama, and then 11-1... Or 12-0 Alabama, and... 12 and 13 and 0 Alabama just wins the SEC. They beat Georgia who finishes 12 and 1. Yeah. Right? Okay. They might be the top 2 teams in the country. Probably are. Right. You also have Clemson, maybe Clemson. let's say Clemson, yeah. Clemson goes 13 and 0. Okay. You have that. And then you have you know, a Big 10 champion that goes 9 and 3. Maybe Ohio State is a down year. Pac-12 champion like 9 and 3 like and then you have Notre Dame that didn't have to play Clemson. Like, it was one of those years, yeah. and they went 12-0, and 0. and they don't get... Like, I no, mean, I, I, I kind of changed my opinion uh, on yeah. it. Like, I... It's because a little... It's a, like, it's, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama should... Yeah, be it should
1: be yeah. the best. I mean, I, I've i been a proponent of eight yeah. for the entire time. I think eight, no auto bids. Unless... Yeah. The only auto bid I would be okay with is reserving one spot for the G5 at a certain rank. Yeah. So, like... 15 top like 15, what they yeah. used to do in the, the BCS. Uh, BCS. Yes, right. I think that's a I good agree. way of like including them because uh, yeah. I don't really like if you win your conference, most
0: of the time you're going to be in the top 8 if you're a power 5 team. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it shouldn't be a worry. Yeah. I'm a I am a. I, I part of me wants to see 16 just because I'm a glutton for like the quality matchups. Yeah. Because even though like you you'll like But then you, but then I know. then
1: you're going to watch you're going to watch a regular season game between Auburn and Penn State this year, which is going to matter. Matters a ton right now, right? Yes. And you watch it and Auburn loses and I mean this is early on yeah. so it wouldn't matter as much, but you can like see that game and just not having the significance because it's like Sixteen teams. Oh, we lost. Okay.
0: Yeah, but no, no. And it's out like, of conference. I see it the complete opposite way. I see it as like. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe those are bad examples because like those are
1: fringe teams.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, like that's a that could end up being a huge game for both of those. Yes. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's a bad
1: example because they're fringe teams, but Alabama, Georgia, right? Okay.
0: That well, yes, that's fine. But like you lose that game and then you go, oh, okay. Well what if you have what if you have a team that is 7 and 2 in red hot in November? They could get to the top 8, okay? 6 and 3 in red hot. 6 and 3. Okay, 6 and 3, but they get to 7 3 8 and 3 and then they're playing a the top 10 team at home. Yeah. They get to, you know, 9 and 3 and get themselves to like the top 15 in the like that. I don't know. I, I think I I think if you lost three games, you don't really deserve
1: it and if you are <laughs> had a good enough schedule that you lost three games and you you can make it to the top
0: eight. I think top eight, there's a lot of teams. Like, look, what was the top eight from last year? I got it right in front of me. You ready? Yeah. Alabama, okay. Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Florida, Cincinnati. So Georgia would not have been in. Okay. Okay. Then there's Iowa State at 10, who I think fairly does not, Would last year was not worthy. Right? Yeah. Indiana, not worthy. Coastal Carolina, not worthy. As good a year as they had. North Carolina. I mean, that's a team that no, not worthy. Yeah. They went eight and three, right? Yeah. Northwestern, so, Iowa, BYU. So I mean, I, I, so there, your one argument, fair. right, is Georgia there? Yeah. And, but I. But here, here's the other thing. Iowa is a team that could also have had a, had an argument. Iowa? Yeah. What? Are the, so. Like Iowa, for example, Iowa's a team that started 0 2. They had two incredibly close losses to good teams. They lost to Northwestern and I forget who they lost to earlier in the season. They lost to let me pull it up. Because this is like this is the type of thing I'm talking about, right? Last year Iowa lost to Purdue and Northwestern first two games of the season. They rallied back. They beat Minnesota, Penn State, oh, okay. Nebraska, well, this Illinois, was this. And Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they went five and two. They went five and two. They they went six and two. Six. And Michigan two. State, Minnesota, Pent yeah. They won at Penn State. Nebraska won at Illinois. Beat Wisconsin, and then when it had their last game against Michigan. COVID canceled. Yeah, like uh, imagine being six and two and having a like that's yeah, but you that's the argument. In a real,
1: in a real season, you're gonna have more games than okay. be six and two. That's fine. And it's the same with like Georgia. What did they go? They went eight and two, and they lost. They lost both of their meaningful games, right? They lost to Alabama and, Florida, and they right? lost to Florida. Yeah, and they didn't like. Yeah, they were a really good team, but who do they beat last year? That was like, that's a good win. I mean, Arkansas was the the argument. Just Auburn, it, Tennessee, like they're just yeah. like yeah, it's, it's not. It's not like. Like, you've got to have that
0: marquee game. And in a real season, Georgia would have the marquee game and have a very good opportunity to be in the top eight. It just comes down to you think that the regular season should, like, really separate the top of the top. I mean, I think that's what makes college football great. I know, I know. I, I, I know you do. <laughs> I know. I think it's just a fundamental disagreement that we have. Like, I think that and there's a reason we're in America, you know? Yeah. It's not the Premier League or whatever, you know, La Liga. Like the regular, we we have playoffs. We have teams that make the playoffs and can go on runs. Yeah, but college football has never stories. been like that. You know, you're know. That's, you're a college basketball
1: guy. That's 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 the, that's the fundamental disagreement
0: here. Is you're a college basketball guy and you're trying to trying to bring college basketball into college football. The other big news, and this is more recent, Texas and Oklahoma have formally said to the Big Twelve, we want out and we want to join the SEC. And I'm I'm not surprised. and I don't think either of us are really surprised because we've been thinking. I think. For a long time, ever since the college football playoff really went to four, you had a feeling that like each year, so each year one conference was getting left out. Eventually, five power conferences was like it was too much, for too four. much. And the Big Twelve, being that it was the smallest and the the poorest, essentially in terms of TV money, yeah. they were going to be the ones that were going to be picked apart. And I mean, I think
1: there was thoughts of the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 was just so like. On its so own island, island. Yeah. out west, that yeah. it's very hard to. And I mean, people used to think the ACC was very vulnerable, but it's
0: got like kind of like a. It's tight. It's got a
1: solid middle class that kind of keeps it together. The, you know.
0: I, I think the Duke North Carolina rival. Yeah. It, even even and it's it a basketball, basketball. It's like it's 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 yes. I I think the Duke North Carolina North Carolina State kind of tobacco road yeah. alliance. Well, I mean that. Like, because the most attractive college, like, from a branding perspective, like, football and basketball, like, the whole package in the ACC is probably North Carolina, right? Yes. Like academics. Yeah. Basketball. Football's, kinda, yeah, on, the football's on the rise. Football's on the rise. I mean, major state school. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. They're ACC through and through. Yeah. Like, they're... They're ACC and I mean, the way that Alabama Big Ten people try, and the way that Ohio State, yes, Big Ten people have been floating UVA, UNC. Well, I think UVA is is way more attainable, but that's that's a that's a different story. Um, what do you think about Texas and Oklahoma like making the statement as opposed to waiting for the SEC to make the first move? I mean, it, one, as soon as it was leaked, like as of today, they like are
1: official. It's like official. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, I mean, it, it shows it's been in the works for a long time. The fact that they were able to get this by without anybody leaking, and now in, like, a week of leak, it's done. Is it? I mean, they've been, they must have been doing this for months now, you know? And Bolsey, the uh, Big Ten, Big 12 commissioner, mm-hmm. was none the wiser. You know, he just let it right go. Uh, go right by him. I mean, it's... It's interesting because this also is going to create a lot of pushback against the auto bids. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to go back to that conversation, mm-hmm. is because now the SEC is already the best conference, it's far and away the best conference mm-hmm. without other massive mergers. Mm-hmm. And so, why are they going to say, yeah, the Big Twelve, TCU, Iowa State, why do they get an auto bid? Why does any of 34. these teams – do why does the Pac-12 get an auto bid? USC's been down for a couple of years now. You know, like what – They, I mean, they, they, they've got a good argument. They've got some of the best teams, and they're going to want more. So it's like that's really tough, and I don't really know. Like I don't love the move. I'd, why I'd, not? I'd rather see like the conferences. Maybe I'm more of a traditionalist, but it also is like they get back with their old rivals, Texas a and Texas – um, Arkansas,
0: yeah. I mean Missouri doesn't really Missouri is irrelevant, but it was what it was the in the old days. What did they call it? It was like the Southwest Eight, something eight, like something that. Like, yeah, yeah. And that I that was it was Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas. Yeah, um, I I think it's just it it was only a matter of time, and now it's going to be really interesting to see like what happens the rest of the way, like with the other conferences. So, because,
1: yeah. This has been floated. This is kind of can segue into our AAC talk. Yeah. Is a lot of people have been saying the Big 12 is going to poach the top of the AAC. Okay. Which, so, which makes so, sense. Houston, which makes sense. Houston belongs. Which makes yeah. yeah. So before I get to the other part. Yeah. If you could take two schools and you're the Big
0: 12, who do you want? Houston, without question, they have the biggest media market. Basketball power, football has traditionally been a power, yeah. even though they're down. I think Houston is number one. Um, I don't think I would just take two though. Like I would take, I would try to get twelve teams in, and I would, I would go after Houston, and I would go go after UCF and get the Orlando market and stretch down to Florida. I would definitely go for Cincinnati. Um, and and SMU. You get,
1: do you get SMU
0: or do you go I'm and grab, grab BYU? Dallas. SMU. Ooh. BYU's not in the American, but that's no, that's but interesting. Because if you're
1: going to take four, I think you try and grab BYU because there's a lot of eyeballs in BYU. Yeah. The one big thing, the big problem is the Sunday rule, right, for Olympic sports.
0: Okay, so they can't play on they Sunday. They
1: won't play. BYU will not play on Sundays, and that's right.
0: right. In the NCAA tournament, they, they have yeah. to play Thursday, Saturdays. So yes, yeah. yeah.
1: so it's a very big, like, problem. So what I saw, which I guess could happen if they were to do that, is you take them as a football-only member, and BYU remains Olympic sports in the WCC because they're willing to accommodate it. Which would be interesting. It would be nice to have BYU's basketball, though. is a good basketball, and I'm pretty sure... I don't know enough about the other Olympic sports, but I assume a school so with fun. the money at BYU and the fan base that will watch whatever they have on, yep. they would... They would be pretty solid at Olympic sports too.
0: I don't think. I think the Big Twelve. I think it's almost more likely though the Big Twelve like dispends. gets pulled. So that that so I wanted to ask you yeah. that. But then like, there is also a pieces. big argument is
1: why would the American teams leave yeah. for the Big Twelve when? West Virginia gets an offer to the ACC. If they got an offer, they are gone mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Kansas gets a Big Ten offer, they're out of there. Mm-hmm. Like Texas Tech gets a Pac-12 offer. You're not going to see them another day. Mm-hmm. So why do you go to a conference that's a sinking ship? It's a great point. Where teams want out versus AAC. Teams want out. The leadership in the AAC, AAC is way better. The, the way they've marketed Cincinnati and UCF, and Memphis and Houston when they were good, has been great. I mean, the fact that they're still relevant, like the power six, I think it's been a really fantastic job by the commission and stuff. And, I mean, Bosley had no idea Texas and Oklahoma, their two biggest powers were going to leave. So you get better um, leadership there. You also get – I mean, if none of them expand, right, Yeah. then I guess – you just, the Big 12, you keep the naming rights, you keep the traditional kind of power, you keep a very good basketball program. You don't have to add some of the USFs or the temples, you know, you get to like get rid of them because that's what drags down the Mm -hmm. ACs, these crappy teams at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But you need no other conference. Every single conference has to stay put for that to happen is that going to happen is that feasible and if it's feasible how long is it feasible you know are you willing to risk that that they could be poached at any time or do you just try and like say look we'll take we'll take you guys over here and we'll just merge and then whenever somebody gets picked off we still got a big enough base that's
0: there hmm. that's interesting i don't i don't know I think about it only from a Big Ten perspective. <laughs> yeah. I think Your about
1: Your Big Ten perspective it. is you want to poach a- ACC teams, but that's not Virginia. A... You know who the ACC wants?
0: Who does the ACC want? Rutgers? No. They've been wanting Rutgers. No, but you know who they want? No, who do they want? Penn State. Okay, that's never going to happen. Huh? That's never going to happen. Not, they haven't been in the Big Ten for that long. Nobody, want, nobody will leave the Big Ten for the ACC. It just won't happen. They, the, the only way it would happen is if Notre Dame went with... Okay, I don't. I don't even know if that would that would move the needle for the Big Ten. The Big for Ten Penn State. Is, yes, I think they would leave. I, I think Notre Dame would rather be in the Big Ten than the Notre Dame will never join the Big Ten. Why is that? You know why it is. Well, you know why it is. Michigan. I think that's ridiculous. Why? Well, why? Like,
1: why is that? Because they blackmail them to not
0: join. So what? Let bygones be bygones. That's Notre Dame is
1: like. Tradition. The only thing about Notre Dame is tradition. They're not going to like, they would never join the Big Ten. I feel like Big Ten people always say, oh, Notre Dame should just join, like, the Big Ten. If Notre Dame joins a conference, they're legally ob- yes. obligated to join the ACC. So they can't
0: join the Big Ten. Through anyway. what? Like, it, they, 2036. Yeah. Um, which is a long way away. It's a long way away. Notre Dame's not joining anything. Um, I, yeah. and they, They're the they, white whale, though. Yeah, everybody wants them. They are the way. Because the money is crazy. Yeah. The eyeballs they bring in is nuts. It, it is. I don't think Penn State would leave for the ACC. I, I just don't. I, I don't
1: think they would either, but I think it's, it, was, it was interesting because I hadn't really thought about that. And you, They aren't a traditional Big Ten school. They were an independent for a long
0: time. Yeah, but they are. They fit the Big they fit Ten the. They, they do fit the Big Ten As mold. well as anybody does. They totally do. Yeah, I mean they're a little bit As separated. in the Maryland,
1: they B- do. Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State are a little bit like, and they all fit the Big yeah, Ten mold. And, but if so, the only one in the Big Ten that doesn't fit yeah, yeah. the mold is
0: Nebraska. Nebraska is, no. They're a Big Twelve team. Yeah, they're a Big Twelve. Nebraska is a Big Twelve team that somehow found its way into the Big Ten. <laughs> Got away from Texas. It doesn't belong. Um, yeah.
1: Mm. What they were floating was pretty much like recreating the Big East mm. in the ACC, Ugh. but like with Penn State and Notre Dame, because then you get traditional rivals Penn, Penn State, Pittsburgh. That's not a traditional. Yeah, rival. but that's it's not. It's, a, Pittsburgh it's a, is like a little brother. That's yeah, just a, it's that's like a, a Rutgers Seton Hall rivalry. All right, whatever.
0: Like, we've we we've discussed uh, we've discussed this enough. Uh, let's get into the City. Let's do it. Um, all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna spend a few minutes on each team uh and I guess do you have win totals up? I have them up right now okay and then we can uh discuss over this is from two win months ago so maybe let me just pull up the DraftKings. yeah one, see, so. see, see what you can find um we're gonna spend some some more time on the the teams that will find their way I think in the top 25 at certain at certain points this season yeah um like the teams that actually have some juice um I'm gonna go in order of the. I, I'm not sure if there's been a preseason poll yet. Like, I don't know if they've had so media days. we can go in order of Phil Steele, or we could go in order of the. Uh, Let me see. I'm curious if there's an American, if there's an American Athletic Conference preseason poll yet. Because that's. Um, I don't think they've had their media day yet. All right, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll go in order of. Um, Of Phil Steele's rankings. That's fine.
1: Okay. Or we could do by the win totals.
0: We can do that also. Let's do it by the win totals. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a
1: good idea. All right. So, uh, first up.
0: Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah.
1: Total, 10. Okay. Over, minus 115.
0: Under, minus 115. Okay. So, uh, what do you think of uh, Luke Fickle's crew? So, I, I mean, what's not to like... Ritter's back. Um, he had a monster year last year. Um, they lose Jared Dokes at running back, but I, I think they're totally fine. Uh, I mean, Ritter's a great runner. He is. Um, defensively, I they still have the pieces to be great. The only thing is, I am skeptical. Right, Marcus Freeman. No, Marcus such... Freeman.
1: Uh, they lost Mike Mickens last year. There's a, a decent amount of turnover on the defensive coaching staff. Coaching staff, but. Yeah.
0: They return. They may have the best set of corners in the country. Oh, it, it's an insane group. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they were a, a great and like Luke Fickle was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Yeah, like Luke you Fickle's have to, a great. You have to think about like yeah, as, as impactful as Freeman was on that stuff. Like I mean, it, they are still Fickle's guys, and it might still be Fickle's system. And like I still believe that. that so Cincinnati. So here's here's my take on it. I, I think Cincinnati is a no-brainer favorite in this conference, and I would have them. As a touchdown favorite, minimum over any other team in the conference, but I do not see Cincinnati being as good on a national scale this year as they, as they, were, they last... were last year. I that's my short story of it. So, what do you, what do you think of? Um, I got to pull up their schedule. Then. Mike
1: Tressel. They their schedule is actually insane, but we'll 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 get to that when we go win total. But we're just discussing the team right now. What do you think of the defensive coordinator, Mike Tressel? Who's at, uh Michigan State for 14 years, and he was their D.C. from 16
0: to 2019. I mean... He's a guy that that has a relationship with Fickle. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a Fickle guy. Like, that's... That, like It's interesting. Like, Graciano said this the other day for Rutgers. Like, he wants to build a Rutgers offense that stays as the unit offense even when the offensive coordinator changes and takes yeah, better yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that might still that's, be the case in Cincinnati. So, Trestle's coming in, and he's going to have his different... Philosophy, and I don't think he's going to be... A, I mean, Freeman was... Yeah, I mean, Freeman's a guy. The, Freeman's a guy. Freeman might might have been the best defensive coordinator in the country, and he might still be, right? And Notre Dame, and he's he's just a player's coach. And I don't know if Trestle has that same kind of juice that Freeman does, but I think schematically and talent-wise, like, they're still I mean, going to be yeah, a their defense. Their defense is insane. Yeah, Majai... How do you say that? My- Majai Sanders? Yeah. Majai Sanders? Something like that? First team AAC yep. off... Uh, great defensive lineman. The
1: end, uh, you've got second team... What is this? WLB Uh, weak side linebacker. You got
0: a first team cornerback duo like Ahmad Gardner, first team All American, Kobe Bryant, first team All Conference. Yeah, it's beasts. It's a crazy good defense. Yep. But I think there are questions. There are more questions this year than there were last year. I mean,
1: there's questions. I think the questions are more coaching wise than. Then player-wise, and I think even with how good the... Like, I can't see this defense significantly regressing. I think they're still going to be insanely good. With the talent they return, even with the no Marcus Freeman, like it doesn't matter who's coaching this team.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, it
1: matters to some extent, but they're pulling in a Fickle guy. Luke Fickle knows defense, so you trust him on a defensive hire. And they return
0: Dukes. So like I think their defense is gonna be very good. What do you think their ceiling is? Their ceiling? Yeah. Like as a team, like how how far do you think that they can get to um, New Year Six again? I think they can get to New Year
1: New Six again. I think that's a, a good ceiling. I think they could win a New Year Six.
0: Really? Depends on the matchup. So all right. So the win totals ten. That's obviously the, the basically what they're saying is. They're going to win every game in conference and have a tough time at Notre Dame, right? That's a projected loss, and then at Indiana is probably a projected loss.
1: Or they're thinking they split Notre Dame, Indiana, and they lose one other conference one game. conference
0: game. Right. What do you think? I'd be tempted to take the uh, the exacta. <laughs> the exacta. Yeah. The, yeah. What do you the, think the, the, the t- t- line is on that? Like that's. I mean, they're both minus one fifteen. So, what does that
1: leave with? It doesn't leave you with. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Much, I don't
1: think. Um, I'm gonna take the under. Okay. Uh, I think they're gonna handle Miami Ohio. They're gonna handle Murray State. I, Desmond Ritter, impressed me last year, and he won me over as a Desmond Ritter. Hater mm-hmm. for a decent amount of the year. I'm not going to trash Desmond Ritter. He no, has really a, good. He has a really good arm. His completion percentage at 66% last year is, is great. Yep. And he's a great runner. He has a 159 QBR. Like he, he doesn't throw picks. And he's coming
0: back. And to he's try trying to improve back. his draft yeah, stock. Yeah. Motivated. Yes. Right. He could have gone and been a third or fourth round pick this year, I believe. Yeah, 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 he could have. He could have. He's motivated to come back and try to be a first-round pick. Um, Something that I think hurts the under with this is all of Cincinnati's tough, like, in-conference games are weirdly at home. Like, they host UCF, they host SMU, they host Tulsa. Like, these are teams that were up at the top of the conference last year. Like, road trips to Navy and and South Florida and East Carolina just are not... I mean, I worry about... At Indiana, at Notre Dame,
1: back to back. That's incredibly well, there's tough.
0: There is a bye week in there.
1: There's a bye week, but it's those like Indiana's not the Indiana pass, you know. Like Indiana's really good.
0: Yeah, I agree and with that. um,
1: yeah, that's not like that's not a gimme. Like they okay. they, they, they they
0: they might be they, favored in that they, game though. They, they, like, might, they might be. be it's gonna be like game.
1: three it, either it way. Will be. Yeah. That's a complete toss-up. They're going to be dogs in Notre Dame. Yep. They're going to be dogs in Notre Dame. I'm really high on UCF. I think Tulsa is a game that I would be very worried about if I am um, Cincinnati. Just because of all the the shit that went into last year's matchup with them. Having the game canceled. Canceled again. Then losing by four in the pouring rain. In the AAC... uh, Conference title, I think that's a team that's going to be incredibly motivated. And, I mean, like, yes, they had a great year last year, and they blew out teams. They barely beat UCF. They barely beat Tulsa at the end. And um, UCF, well, well. The UCF game was a Do you remember bit, that? Yeah, that I remember. That was, that was fluky. That was fluky. It was, all right, UCF was fluky, but I think this UCF team was significantly better than last year's UCF team. We'll get to that when we get to UCF.
0: I can't wait to hear your opinions on UCF.
1: But I... I what the hell? I mean, what? I see... Right. I, I I think they're going to have three losses. Okay. And I don't think they're going to win the AAC. Okay. I just...
0: These are very bold takes.
1: Yes. I think the defense is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to continue to be great. I think they're... They were good. Then they kind of had the... When was it? When did they... Uh, they broke out... In 18, 11 and two, they kind of stabilized in 19 at 11 and three, and then last year they really broke out. You know, mm-hmm. last year they were undefeated until that Georgia loss in the bowl game. But I think a lot of that, like, was just last year's team was. They'd been kind of building to that. You know, that was like the third year of good. You know. 18, they're good, but not great. 19, they're good, and they're stabilizing. And then 20, they're great. I think we're going to see a little bit of regression. I don't think they're going to be able to win every game like they did there. And Ritter's great. I don't think he's amazing. I worry a little bit about their receiving core. Mm -hmm. Alec Pierce is good as – not Alec Pierce. Uh, Josh Wiley is a very good tight end and he's massive. But I mean Michael Young thought he was gonna be great in their name. He's good. Uh, Trey Tucker's good. Alec Pierce is good. I don't like they don't got they don't have guys at receiver. Their tight end is good. He's not a guy, he's an AAC guy, and I mean you're getting a lot back on the O line, which is good. I just don't think they're going to be able to score. And I'm when teams aren't able to score that much, you run into problems in tight games eventually. I think they're kind of due for a little bit of regression back.
0: Okay, I think that they have a great running game and they've got a great defense and they know what they are and they're not. They don't try to do anything fancy. No, and they have a great head coach. And they, I think those are all really good things. They know what they are. All right. So you taking the over? I'll take the over. If you right. want to take the under, are we are we tracking these? I think we might as well. You know why not? All right, let me let me let me track these. You know we might as well. I was thinking about
1: that. Why not do that for every conference? See how we do at the end. Okay. You know it would be interesting. All it's right, so. very hard to predict, but I always kind of wonder how I would do on these. All right, who's next? Uh, next is UCF. Okay. So this what's, is the what's team. Our, what's our win total? Nine and a half.
0: Nine and a half. Yeah.
1: Okay, this is the team I am incredibly high on. I think Gus Malzone like, is a very good coach, and I think he fits UCF's style perfectly. You know, at Auburn, people get mad when you do gimmicks because why are you doing like? Wh- why do you need gimmicks when you're bringing in five-star guy, five-star guy, five-star guy, five-star guy? Five-star guy you know. Where those gimmicks come from? When you're at UCF and you're going up against a team that is more talented than you, that's when you kind of want to bring out that bag. Chris Peterson was better at Boise State than he was at Washington, mm-hmm. right? Mm, maybe. I mean, what? Well, like, yeah, but he's ceiling, like, when you're bringing out those tricks, he took at Washington Boise, to a college No, North he Ohio. was he was a very good he's a very good coach either way. But like, when you think Chris Peterson, you think Boise State, right? You don't? Mm-hmm. You I don't mean, think that 2007 game against Oklahoma? No, I, I think with, with the with the hook and ladder, the namesake
0: of the show. No, I, I actually think uh, I actually think more about uh, how Rutgers football led Washington seven to three after the first quarter when Chris Peterson was the head coach's final year. What was the final score to that? 31-17? 34-17? Respectable. Very respectable. We were all pumped up. Chris Ash is taking us to the promised land. <laughs> It was uh, downhill after that. Anyway, um, the, top, the, the Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I. I. I don't know. I. I just think he fits UCF. Yes. He's kind of got that, you know, like underdog mantra. You know, he. he he's out. coached Semon, on multiple occasions. Yeah. Not many people can say that. I think this is a incredibly good head coach UCF is getting, and I think they're due for a little regression back to the mean. Last year they went six and four, and like, positive
0: regression. Yeah, like, positive regression. I mean, they got... They were 13-0, 12-1. Yeah, they they, they barely 54.
1: lost to Memphis. They barely lost to Tulsa. Cincinnati's a real loss. But besides that, like, there's, there's two games that very easily could have been wins. You know, and now you have Gus Malzahn, who I think is a better coach than Heupel,
0: coming I in.
1: Dylan Gabriel... He's gonna be a sophomore now. He's back. That guy is a stud, but he's a little bit. Uh, he 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 really loves to throw the deep ball. You know, he's a little bit inconsistent in percentage wise. Only only sixty percent, but I mean, thirty two touchdowns, four interceptions, three thousand five hundred seventy yards last year. He's really good. You get Jalen Robinson back. That's a stud at wide receiver. And then you have, besides that, the wide receivers, I mean, you have a Tennessee transfer in Brandon Johnson, Jordan Johnson, the Notre Dame transfer. We'll see how he is. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world. I think it was more of an academic issue at Notre Dame. And guys that are academic issues at Notre Dame tend to be good. Elsewhere, guys that are character issues tend not to be good. So, I mean, we'll see how that is. Jake Hiscock, massive, six seven two fifty two. Uh, they're returning a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. The defense is what really is gonna make the difference because their offense was already great. And I mean, Dylan Gabriel, Jalen Robinson, great offensive line. Like mm-hmm. Gus Miles on that is that's good. But the defense is where I really see the difference this year. Big Cat Bryan. Yep. That guy was a problem in the SEC. He's gonna tear apart these AAC offensive lines. Like I don't think I think there's not there's not a like besides Majai Majai how do you say that? Majai. Majai. There's not there's not a I don't think there's a better um, defensive end in the AAC. That guy's gonna be an absolute problem. You're getting Ricky Barber from uh, Western Kentucky. You've got a Georgia transfer, Marco Domino, an Auburn transfer. Like You are bringing in a lot to bulk up this defense. And it doesn't have to be Cincinnati level because their offense is above Cincinnati level. It just has to be better than last year's terrible defense. And I think with Big Cat Bryant and all these transfers coming in, that defense is going to be solid. And with that if the defense is solid, that offense is gonna eat. And when they eat, I mean, the schedule I look at, I see Boise State, good, but I, you're, you're better than Boise State at this point. Like, they Boise State's kind of plateaued for a little while. At Louisville is a really tough game. At Cincinnati is a really tough game. You get Memphis at home, um, and like. Where else are the losses? At SMU, I guess? I don't I don't I don't really see it. I think they
0: lose two games maximum. I think you're underestimating the the the, the effect that a new regime has. It's gonna take him a little while to just completely establish his system and his culture. And I'm not arguing that the pieces are there. UCF has a lot of talent. They bring back a couple first-team all-conference players on the O-line, a lot of transfers defensively. They do lose some key guys on defense, but they, they, they bring in some transfers. Dylan Gabriel is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I mean, He led the, led the nation, I think, in past yards per game last year. I don't disagree with any of that. It's just – it is year one, and it is still a pandemic – you know. It's yeah, not... I mean,
1: they're gonna. They have the full off season to implement everything. The pandemic part is not really. You know, like last it's, year they lost a factor. Back. They're
0: you, 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 You've got less time with guys and barely. Not, but it's not compared year, to last it's still year. year. One. It's year one, but it, I don't think the pandemic is really. I think I think it's a lot to say that they to to. Pro- I think it's a lot to predict them to be ahead of Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference. I mean, that is. Cr- I mean, that's. I nuts. mean, I mean. All right. So,
1: so what's what, nuts? What What happened last year? They lost by three. They that game was a little bit like the fumble. Cincinnati really got dominated, the they, they dominated, they dominated the game. They dominated the game. As somebody who had money on UCS. Yeah, I mean, we both had money on UCF. <laughs> Like <laughs> We were both very happy. It was a, <laughs> lucky, that was a lucky, <laughs> lucky, lucky,
0: lucky cash.
1: It was a lucky cash, but they were they were leading for. A decent amount in the in the early going of that game. In twenty nineteen, right? That was when Cincinnati unseated, right? Cause that was in 18 UCF absolutely blew out Cincinnati. And that was when the Cincinnati like record was kind of fluky. 19 Cincinnati upset UCF at home. Crowd going crazy. First or that was right after right after they lost to Pittsburgh. They ended up 10 and 3. But that was—they barely won that game, and honestly, UCF was the better team that night. They lost just like Cincinnati was clearly the better team in twenty. Um, they're not that far behind. They've got a really good offense already, and now you're just bringing in a guru and Gus Malzahn, and just SEC talent. Like there's SEC talent on this team going against American Athletic teams. They're going to be a problem. I mean, it's not it's not going to be easy to win on the road in Cincinnati, but I trust
0: Gus Malzahn to be able to get it done. Okay, it's year one. There's a lot of talent, but the schedule's not super easy. You gotta, I mean, Boise State at home is not an easy game. No, it's not an easy but game. Thursday night, don't the season. It's not an easy game. At Louisville is not an easy no. game. I don't think Louisville's gonna be very good this year, but still, that, that is a tough ask. At Cincinnati, that is not, that you will. they will be underdogs. And at SMU, they very well may be underdogs in that game as well. So, uh, I will take under nine and a half. I think they go nine and three. I think they go nine and three. And you want over? Yes.
1: Yes, I want over. I think they're going eleven and one. Okay. Who's next? Who is
0: next? Memphis. Okay. You know we got to kind of dig into Phil Steele. He's got him. He's got him down there. Well, I'm not a fan of Memphis, so they bring in Grant Cannell as a transfer. I like Grant Cannell right. I mean. He's just a he's just a guy. He's, I thought he he's was just pretty a good. Guy. I thought he I did he win any games. I in mean, Arizona? but Khalil
1: Tate was very good at Arizona. I think Arizona is one of the worst FBS programs in the country right now. Like I think everything they touch turns to shit. You know, like you on the ping pong table last night. Every every hit you you did went went to shit. Um, I think leaving Arizona could be a benefit, but. He's only a sophomore, so I'm not, like, going to be... I'm he's not going to hype him... He's not
0: a savior. He's I'm not, not going to hype him up savior. too
1: too much, but he's I think he's... He's just a guy until he's, he's not.
0: I think he's good. He might be good, but he's just a guy until yeah, he's okay, not. Right. In my opinion. They bring back a bunch of, like... They, they've got a really good receiver coming back. Calvin Austin, a 1,000 yards receiving last year. Um, they, running back by committee, like... I mean, their running backs are always good, and they bring back... O-line is an average, like... <laughs> Three starters back. Like, they're fine. Nothing crazy. Um, They lose some key guys on defense. Like, they lose a bunch of key guys on defense. Linebackers are entire linebacking crews back, but um, they lose two key defensive linemen. They lose two key guys in the secondary. Like, I'm not down on Memphis. I'm just not high on them. What is their over-under, Kyle? Eight and a half. Let me check out their schedule. Because I... uh, it's – see,
1: so they're returning eight offensive starters. They're returning mm-hmm. eight defensive starters. They went eight and – is that – yeah, eight and three last year. I mean, they beat UCF barely. That was kind of a fluke. They lost to SMU. They got blown out by Cincinnati, which is, I think, one of the big reasons you're low down on them. I They lost at Tulane handily. I mean – this is year two for um, what the hell is this? Ryan Silverfield the offensive line coach so I mean that should help a little bit with their um, non lack of continuity on the offensive line but a team that prides himself running the ball it does it's a tough ask and this the schedule was really tough I mean, at Arkansas State is not easy. Arkansas State's a good team. Yep. Mississippi State is going to be much improved next year. And Mississippi State beat the number That's two team. Yeah, but if they beat the number two team in the AAC last year. And they had how many wins? Two, three? Three. At I would t- have I would
0: have that as roughly a pick pick 'em at Memphis. Yeah,
1: at Tulsa, tough. Tough. Yep. at UCF, tough. Brutal. Houston, tough. not easy. Home, like against, they,
0: home against SMU is not not no, easy. No, whole. I mean, I'm just not a, there with Memphis. I'm not. I'm it's just a, not it's there. a, it's a tough ask. I don't know why I'm down on them. They, could, I guess they could have a good year. I, I'm just not there. I, I don't. There's not enough like that. I that I see that I like. Like, I, I
1: like Rankin now. I, I thought he was good.
0: But at He's comparison. not going to be better than Brady White. So, he's just not. Like Brady White was a star for them for yeah. years and he's just he's not going to be he's not going to come in and just be better. No, I I don't think so. I think it's tough to even I think if he's an average college football quarterback that's a win. Like I don't think he's going to come in and be a difference maker and that's why that's how I look at it. Like the last 3 years they had a difference maker. And I don't think Grant Cannell comes in and is a is a difference maker under center. I'm on the under. I'm not on it, but I'll take it. Yeah, um, I don't think they win nine games. I guess they lost. could. The thing is, the thing that's interesting is they could because the bottom of the AAC is so bad. Like none of these teams are losing to Temple or South Florida. Like, it's just not happening. So you could just chalk them up as free dubs.
1: Yeah, I mean, so what they'd have to win. Let's see. Of the six almost toss up games, I mean. They'd have to win four of them?
0: It's a tough ask. That's really
1: tough. What do you want? Really the under? Yeah, yeah.
0: Next team. Eight and a half is too much. Um, Houston, eight. Eight. Give me the under. Come on, man. Eight win. You think Dana Holgerson's winning eight games? F. No. Sorry. Nope. Not happening. You you want to defend it before we you want to you want to just talk about it? Yeah, I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Just, so I think Dana Holgerson sucks. Okay, I, I'm not going to go
1: there. I think Dana Holgerson's a good coach. Oh uh,
0: God, you can't really you, you you do you really believe that? I, I mean, I don't know. He's all right. Like I don't I don't. Why do you why do you think he sucks so much? Because he has one of the most talented rosters in the conference year after year, and he just continues to I mean... Achieve.
1: So like Hazy? Yes. His
0: first year he had that
1: really weird red shirt thing. Last year they had a ton of talent, but what do they they didn't they had like 5 games where they didn't start. They they just kept getting postponed and postponed and postponed. And now they bring back almost everybody. I think the real thing that it comes down here is Clayton Toon.
0: Okay.
1: And my problem is I don't really buy Clayton Toon. It's fine. Because Neither do I. Outside of that, like, I mean, nine, nine returning starters on offense, nine returning starters on defense. Yep. They should have a great O-line. Incredible amount of talent. I mean, they're... But the,
0: the, they returned a bunch of guys on defense, but the defense sucked last year. So it yes. doesn't... Uh, yeah, the defense... The defense was terrible. They, there was not a single game other than Navy where they didn't allow 30 points? I mean, that's pretty, pretty pathetic. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the... It's pretty pathetic, if you ask me. Sorry. Th- they, uh,
1: they allowed uh, 21 in the USF.
0: Oh, okay, USF. That's right.
1: 28 to Hawaii. But they were missing a ton of people They lost to Hawaii. So that, Hawaii yeah, they? they were missing... What they, are we talking they, about, they were man. They were out of the top three wide receivers at Hawaii, so that, that game... E? Let me look at this. Let's see. Texas Tech at home. Rice won.
0: Houston two. has won eight games once in the last four years. Yeah. I'm just not there with Dana Holgerson. Dana Holgerson has not had a winning season at Houston. Yeah. He has and now, a- now he has to win eight games. That is that is a huge ask in a conference that I think we both think will be pretty good this year.
1: Yeah. I they they return so much. So do, but so does everybody. So does everybody. The the yeah, they do. I'm not a believer in Clayton Tune. Is one of my they big got a soft schedule. They don't. To my big issues, they, but they have a really, they have a really soft schedule. I mean, soft schedule. That Texas helps Tech
0: helps. at Tulsa. Home. Is that at home or is that at a neutral? Texas Tech is neutral. neutral in Houston, though. Um, they don't have to lose. No, no UCF. No UCF. No, UCF no, Cincinnati. no
1: Cincinnati. Like that's that. That's really soft. Um, so
0: they're gonna win eight games. They might win eight games. I think Iowa should take the over. Yeah, because I mean, look, you, Texas Tech. I think you can win. Yep. Rice, Rice you can win. When
1: gambling, I, I don't
0: know if that's a locked up win. I mean, that's a road game against a, a, an in-city rival that is b- beneath you, right? I don't know if that's a lock. They should win that game. I right. Think Rice is a lock. I think Rice is a lock. Rice has been pretty terrible. It's not a lock. Graham, gra- Dana Holgerson does not. I right, think Grambling, a lock. Gambling's right, a lock. Okay. So we're at we're giving them three. Right they should now. beat Navy. That's four. They I should, don't want to lock up Navy. They but should, but they should be Navy. No one's locking up. Okay, I'm not locking up. Okay, Rice. Okay. I'm not locking up Texas Tech either.
1: At Tulsa is probably a loss. Maybe. It's a toss-up. Uh, at
0: Tulane. I'm gonna take the over eight. I I mean I don't know why I'm saying this, but. No, I don't I don't six. know. I mean
1: is like, think... Carolina at home? That's seven. You get SMU at home, you can get to eight right there. You could be eight you should, and zero, and you that should. like like, yeah. and then you have nine, ten. Like USF is yeah. garbage, Temple's garbage. Like you're at USF yeah. and Temple, it's and then at Wisconsin. Connecticut. Like your losses are Memphis, SMU, Texas Tech, and Tulsa. Right, that's you have to lose all those games, and then you're at eight, and then you're gonna have to lose one of Navy, Tulane. ECU, I mean you get Memphis and SMU at home. Texas Tech's pretty much at home. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It, it almost seems like the unders not not a good play here.
0: Yeah, I think they're a bad team though. Well, it's like uh, Cincinnati <laughs> and not, uh, eighteen. I might I, they might be getting faded a bunch, but Well, fade them. Yeah, fade them when they play a real team. Yeah. So if. Memphis or
1: SMU are yeah. a real team, or when they go on the road against Tulsa. Or what could be really good is if you get good value on ECU, who I think should be improved. I agree. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. And you're going to have them ECU off a of buy on the road. You could get like a
0: 14-point spread or something like that, and that's yeah. like cover city. All right. I, uh, we are on the same page. Um, Houston over eight only because of the soft schedule, right? Yeah. Only because they got a, a pillow fight instead of a war this year. in the American, I mean, they have basically, they avoid the top two teams in the conference. Yeah. And then the other two teams that the other, the, the two other teams on their schedule that are, in my opinion, near the top of the conference, SMU and Memphis, who I have three and four in the conference. They have them at home. Yeah. Anyway. All right.
1: Who's next? SMU six. Six. No, no, no. Tulsa six and a
0: half. Tulsa six and a half. All right, I gotta check out this Tulsa schedule. What do you think of Tulsa this year? Tulsa has a beast of a schedule. <laughs> they also have a beast of a roster, minus the quarterback position. Yeah, their defense is insane, and they bring back everybody on offense too. Like their roster is insane, except they just don't bring back their starting quarterback. Well, the starting quarterback wasn't great last year, but he year. was. But he was still a vet starting quarterback. He was.
1: He was an average quarterback. He okay. was an average Joe. You can if if your next quarterback is an average Joe, you have no drop off in quarterback play. The you, quarterback wasn't good. You okay. I mean, wasn't he was out like against um, Oklahoma State that first game, wasn't he?
0: I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Even Davis Brin is the is the answer. This I don't think
1: it? I I don't know, but I don't think you're not losing Memphis is losing a guy. Yeah. Tulsa's losing any
0: guy, I you know, he's—they're just losing somebody. I don't know, man. I guess that's fair. I mean, Davis Brin has better like numbers in it, like his limited like his passer yeah, yeah, rating, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completion percentage, yards but per I mean his—he's
1: he's, he's only got like twenty-nine attempts. Yeah, but yeah, so. Zach Smith is not
0: fifty-five percent, thirteen touchdowns, ten picks, and Dave, So Davis Brinton's like mostly played in the in the double overtime win against Tulane and he played very well. Yeah. I mean look, I'm I'm, I'm not sold on him. He, I'm I, not I'm
1: not I'm not saying he it's an improvement. Yeah. But I'm saying it's hard to fall off a cliff when Zach Smith was your starting quarterback last year. Yeah. You like what are you losing?
0: Yeah. What
1: are you really losing? It's it's you could have somebody absolutely terrible come in, but it, come on. It he's okay. Yeah. So let, let's let's get into this outside of this. so,
0: you want you want to break it down. Cool so we got coming back. So they've got they've got the entire O line back. Um, the running back room should be fantastic. Uh, Shamari Brooks missed all of last year with a torn ACL. Uh, Deneric Price filled in. He was great last year. Shamari Brooks is now back, so they will have a two headed monster at running back. Um, all of their receivers, the entire offensive line returns. In my opinion, on offense. It's all about Davis Brim. Defensively they lose maybe the best player in college football. Zach Collins? Zaven Collins. Zavan Collins, yeah. yeah. Zach Collins was in Notre Dame. Did he play? Who did where, Zach Collins from is the Trailblazer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Collins. Uh, he might no, have the been the second, best in The
1: second football. best linebacker in college football. Okay. Oh okay. was a beast, man. Don't the, He wasn't as good as Zavan Collins. He was better than
0: Zavin No, he wasn't. He this was. is a stupid argument to get into. Whatever. We're we're gonna be at this all day. Keep going. Um linebacker should be fine without him but like he was that much of a, he he was like a do everything guy defensively he rushed the passer he stopped the run he had interceptions he ran he, I mean, he was he was mad, he was like a he was like a Swiss army knife on defense he was a beast um, they also lose their starters at corner but other than that like the defense returns a lot of guys but they lose like like their star like they lose their middle linebacker who was not just their middle linebacker he was like he was their best leader. player he was he was the, was i mean the li- middle linebackers always the leader but, but he was yeah. everything like like yeah. we talk about it from a from a betting perspective like linebackers probably one of probably the least significant position group defensively um in this day and age right you need good defensive linemen that can plug holes and get after the quarterback you need good dbs that can defend the pass uh, so linebacker tends to be like the most inconsequential position, but saving Collins was, like, a different element because he did everything. He rushed the passer, and he intercepted passes. He was awesome. So they're going to really miss him. Um, I'm not sure how well-coached they are. Yeah, I don't really buy <laughs> Philip Montgomery as a, as a great coach.
1: <laughs> so, like, that's... Like, yeah. Uh, they don't have that much talent either. You know, like, like, they got guys back, and that defense was really good last year. But, you know, who... Who was stepping
0: up? That was highly recruited, you know, into any of those roles. Um, not really highly recruited, but like, I mean, they were pretty terrible, right? They were four and eight, three and
1: nine, two and ten, and then they just had a good six and three COVID year with Zayden Collins running rampant. Running rampant, like mm-hmm. this team, is not that well coached not that much talent. Like are they they could they could feasibly fall off a cliff.
0: But they return a lot of guys from But they history. return so like much. That's not like Yes. Yeah.
1: And that defense is still going to be good. And the defense if the defense is good you are going to be in games, but when you don't have Zayvon Collins over the middle. Yeah. It even if he's one of three defense defensive starters you lose. Like is it? It it can still make a massive impact when you don't have the talent to step up and you don't have guys there.
0: So Tulsa's schedule, you don't there. You, you can you see them getting the seven wins? They've got to go see. at Oklahoma State. They I see go right, at Ohio State. Let's let's count. Let's count surefire wins. I see UC
1: Davis, USF, um, Temple. I, I see, see three. I see three wins.
0: Depends on how good you think Navy is, but okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not willing to give Navy as a as a free win. So
0: losses. I mean, they're they're not losses Ohio are State. Ohio State. I don't think they're beating Oklahoma
1: State on the road. Um, no, they're not beating Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's going
0: to take them seriously after last year. Um, Arkansas State's going to be a tough game. Memphis is going to be tough. They're not Houston's winning. Houston's going to be tough. Uh, I think they probably could win
1: that game. though. No. they're not winning at Cincinnati. I think. Well, this that's my. Th- I think not winning. I think they may win at Cincinnati, but outside of that. So let me let me. I'm gonna go best case scenario here. UC Davis is one win. hmm uh, Yeah, best case scenario. Like, Arkansas State's two sure. wins.
0: Houston three. Uh, Houston Memphis will give them a split. I don't think that's best case scenario. Best case scenario, they win both of them. Is it? Yeah. You think best case scenario yes. they beat Houston and Memphis? Yeah. Yes. I think best case scenario they beat Houston. They're both toss up games. Best case scenario is they win both. Most realistic is they probably. Split okay. Up. All right.
1: All right. So we're at four. We're four and two. Yep. Five they and beat two UUSF. again. They beat, they beat Navy, Navy. Six and two. They beat Tulane. And Cincinnati. And eight and two. Nine. No, and two. they don't beat Cincinnati, dude. In best case scenario. No, no,
0: that's bullshit. In best, best case you know, scenario, no. I can't believe what you just said. You just said it's more likely that they win at Cincinnati than, like, what? I mean, Colin, no. No. I'm I'm, I'm buying big time into the uh, the revenge theory here. So, what do you think? So, you're going to, no matter what, you're betting Tulsa on November 6th? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stupid. Um, Alright, so do you want the over on this crap? (laughs) No, 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 no. I want the under. All right. So do I. Who's next? I've had enough of Tulsa. Who's next? Uh, SMU of six. Okay, they must have a crazy schedule. I like SMU. I'm I'm there for, I'm there for them. So they're gonna have a really. They good run game. Yes. They lose Shane Bouchelle. Yes. in Tanner? Very Mordechai. good. It's great. They bring in Tanner uh, from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who knows what he could be? I
1: don't. I mean, oh, I'll trust an Oklahoma quarterback over. I mean, he was at a very highly touted, right? Not really. No. No. Three years at Oklahoma. Okay, he, yeah, actually, never. Four
0: star. He was a four star recruit, but like, no, three years.
1: See, these are the guys I worry about when you bring in a guy. This, uh, who was the who were the back to back Clemson's quarterbacks who are absolutely terrible at
0: Duke and Northwestern? Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce. And Who's the other guy? Who's the guy that they didn't? He saw maybe one game at Northwestern. No, he started for like most of the season. And they went no. three and nine. Yeah, he got benched, didn't no, he? No, he didn't. He was terrible. Hang on, I'll get, I'll get it for you.
1: See, I like the. Maybe it's just Clemson. Maybe Clemson is just Hunter Johnson. Yeah, he did not start most of the season. Whatever. He was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. He was and he, bad. And he got a- completely overhyped because he's coming from Clemson. I worry about that coming again here with an Oklahoma guy. So I'm not going to buy... Especially when you're losing a guy in Shane
0: Bouchelle. Okay. I, I'm... i But there... Everything can is contingent on how good Mordecai is. Yes. And I'm willing to wager that he'll be pretty good. And... Other than that, like they've got a ton back. They running back. They've got Ulysses Bentley is one of the best running backs in the conference. He's back. Um, three guys that had 400 plus yards receiving all back. They might have the best receiving corps in the conference. Grant Calcaterra, really good tight end, transfer from Oklahoma. He's back, or he's not back. He's there. Five starters back on on the offensive line. Like all five starters are back. Sonny Dice is a good coach. Yeah. he's done a lot of winning there. The question is the defense. Is the defense going to be okay? Like everyone's back. Like everyone's back. <laughs> from yeah, a but bad the defense season. has been I terrible. But everyone's back. I mean, same thing in Houston. Right? Everybody's back in the AAC. But I, I am, I have more reason to believe in Sonny Dykes than and, I do in. in but Houston has game. more talent. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. I also think Sonny Dykes is a much better coach. than Yeah, than I mean, I, I can agree with that. But so you there s- you go. So, what can you do with your players during the offseason? I think there's a better chance that he can develop them. Sonny Dykes has won, has won 10 games, 10 and 3, and 7 and 3 his last two years. Yeah, but he had Shane Boussel. Okay, he had Shane Boussel. Now he's got Tanner Mordecai. Shane Boussel Bouchel, Shane Bouchel lost his job also. All right, so you're down on SMU. I'm not. I'm not down. I'm not down on SMU. You're also not really in. high on Gus Malzahn's year one. I'm very team. high. Think on they're beating I, already, I already
1: bet they're over. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Good for you. Um. Yeah. I'm. Not, I'm. I'm not down on you, SMU. I'm pumping the brakes on this hype train with a new no quarterback up, coming no one, in I'm not, and I'm not, in it's a defense not a hype train. where
0: where it's not a hype train. You said their their win total was six, and I think that there's a, they got some good they got they got good bones. And if their quarterback is competent, then like things are going to be good for them.
1: Yeah, like, I look mean, look at
0: their look at their schedule.
1: All right, so 2 and 0. Yep. At Louisiana Tech toss up. Yeah. At TCU,
0: I think it's a loss. Toss up. Ah, uh, TCU toss up on the road. Okay, so then I think they split the, they can split those. Okay, one on one. So the 3 and 1, 4 and 1. Yep. Probably 5 and 1. Let's say they five, like, split, split, Navy and Tulane. No, I don't think that's a fair, fair thing. But I think I'd be, they'd be favored over both of them. Yes, they, they would look. be. So then, then, five and one six. There's six right there. And then you are. They've got the Gauntlet a coming in. Brutal. And but then they just have to win one of those games. At Houston, at Memphis, UCF at home, at Cincinnati, home against Tulsa, which I think Ooh. they would win against Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. Don't you? Yeah, but like. I would have SMU at home against Tulsa. Yeah, I would yeah, SMU yeah. All right, all right, by yes. I, would, I would take the I, I would over. take the over. I would take the over. I okay. would take the over. Thank you. Welcome aboard. But I don't, like, I don't, I'm not that high. Then. But it's interesting. So it, so Houston's win total is 8. SMU 6. I think SMU's better than Houston. I mean, we're going to find out on October 30th, okay. Is it at Houston or yeah. is it
1: at Houston? I mean, we won't find out. That's a, that's a tough game. That's a really tough game. You like the over six? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: there's a reason it's minus 165. I, I, I would rather take a 6.5 than a 6. I don't want to play. Well, it's minus 165. Total. Yeah, I'd rather shop around and see what I could find. If I could find a 6.5 or a 5. And if I could, you yeah. know, whatever. All right, um, I like SMU. I, I think I, I, think they've got a really talented roster, and everything depends on if Tanner Mordecai can be good. And if he's good, he's good. Then they're going to be good. And Sonny Ducks is an offensive coach. Sonny Ducks is a good head coach, man. And he's an offensive coach. I agree. You over SMU? I don't. I'm. I'm not like. I'm not super high on them. I, I mean, some, I just think
1: like. I, I, think, them them in, the I think them. I think them in Houston are in very similar situations, except Houston has their starting quarterback coming back, and SMU is
0: losing a great quarterback. Okay. Okay, that's fair. My difference is is Sonny Dex versus Dan Holgerson. and that's. A, I don't that's, think that's, that's actually a three point swing for me. In terms of, in my power ratings. It is. I'd put it at, like, a 1. It's a th- I have it as a 3-point swing. Um, yeah. I have Sonny Dykes rated slightly above average, and I have... I mean, like, these teams are both very similar. They're bringing back
1: a great receiving core. They're bringing back everybody on a bad defense. Mhm. But one team has their quarterback back. Although, Clayton 2... That, that's what makes you so hard to read is, is Clayton Tuna
0: good. It, do you know, I, I have okay. no idea. He's he's I think he's an average I've I've him, him rated as an average as a slightly above average college college quarterback. Where do you have him in AAC quarterbacks? Uh, so I have Ritter, then Gabriel, yeah, and then I've got I've got him tied for third. Yeah. Right, tied for third.
1: I don't know man. I, I don't I can't get a read on Clayton Toon. And I think that's that's where Houston goes and that's where a lot of the A A C goes because you Houston's a swing game for almost everybody in the conference. Yeah. Right? Alright. Who's next? Who is next?
0: Tulane, five.
1: Okay.
0: Where are you at on Tulane? I know you're a big fan of uh I like Willie Fritz a lot. I like Willie Fritz a lot. Yeah, uh, Michael Pratt's a pretty good quarterback and a decent freshman year, right? Yeah, they're good running. They've game got right. a they've got
1: a lot back on defense. Yep. Like,
0: uh they lost two really good defensive linemen.
1: Yes, but Dorian Williams is back. Nick yep. Anderson is back. Their Martin, linebackers are yeah. awesome. They have a great group they, of linebackers.
0: And um, their whole receiving core is back. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, they're a running team, Yeah, It doesn't matter to me that they have their receivers back. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they do have the receivers back. They're, like, they're, they're a running team. Yep. But, I mean, and I, I think, think... they'll run the ball really well. What? I think they'll run it really well, like they always do. Yeah. They've got four starters back on Willie the ball. I think Willie Fritz line. is a really good head coach. You don't think so? No, I think he's fine. I don't know about really good. Like, he's fine. I don't know. I think what he's, he's done, done at average. I'm I'm high on
1: Willie Fritz. I think Willie Fritz is a really good head coach. The what, what has a, he done at Tulane? Just curious. I mean, seven and six, seven and six, six and six at Tulane. Tulane's been garbage. Okay. Like they Tulane has been absolute garbage, and he's had them decent. Like yeah, he's, yeah. Doing a, he's doing a
0: good job. But does yeah. that but but does that make them a, over
1: five wins? I mean, let's the schedule
0: Yeah, let's run through their schedule. The
1: schedule was an absolute monster. The AAC all the AAC teams. Schedules are monsters because the ACC is loaded. Yeah, the ACC is loaded and they all play bye games. Yeah, Oklahoma, (sighs) Morgan State. So we're one and one. Mm -hmm. Then we go on the road to Ole Miss. We're one and two. Mm -hmm. Then we get UAB at home. That's a toss up. Mm. I mean, I haven't done it, I didn't really look into UAB at all. You, I mean, I haven't either, but UAB is a like, – all right, we can give it to them, but UAB
0: is yeah, a good a toss team. Up. It's a toss-up. That's fine. I then you got to go on that. the road at ECU. Improved ECU. They ain't beating ECU at home. ECU will going to be good. Can't wait to get the ECU. I'm about to pound their over. <laughs> then you get Houston. I, I, I may actually make that bet. Then you get Houston at home.
1: Mm. I think that's a winnable game. Winnable, but – You're on the I'm road, road the at under. SMU.
0: I'm taking the under here. I already see it. <laughs> you're home against Cincinnati you're on the road at UCF what, you got what's, your fire, what's your fire winds are there USF at home Morgan, Morgan State. State at home Two. right Two. Two. Um, give me the under three under four. under under
1: give me the under we got a six we're getting, I mean, not we're getting a six. We're gonna six. We're we're stealing one. On the, we're still we're gonna beat Morgan State. We're gonna beat UAB. Okay. We're going to beat Houston.
0: Now you're. Okay. No,
1: no, no, we're not gonna beat Houston. We're gonna beat SMU. Okay. Um. Okay. We're gonna beat Tulsa. And okay. we're gonna beat USF.
0: Okay. And then maybe we'll beat D.C. Okay. You can have your over five. I don't, I don't see it, I, and it's not that I hate that, hate the roster. I just, I'm not there with them. I'm just. Not I mean, how's the, how's the O line here? Tulane uh, SMU on a neutral. What would you make the spread? On a neutral. SMU minus five. I have SMU minus six and a half. So that seems pretty legit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two Lane stinks. They're not winning six games. Sorry, they're winning six games. It's not that they. I shouldn't say that. It's not that they stink. It's just that this is a a very good conference. It's a very good conference. I mean,
1: they they bring back yeah. So they have 114 starts on their O line. Yeah, and they're a running team. O line's legit. Yeah, they bring back every receiver. They're gonna run the ball
0: great. They're gonna run the ball great. I'm not sold on the defense. They will not be able to score with some of these teams in the conference either. Okay, let's go. got the over. Who's let's next? Let's go. That's fine. You can have ECU. Your, you can Fritz it up. ECU. What is the number? Four and a half. All right. Let's. Let me check out the schedule. Yeah, it's it, another. I, it's another. It's another monster. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the ASC is gonna be really
1: fun to watch, yeah, man. It will be a good conference. I mean, there's only like two teams that are trash, and honestly, I
0: only think Temple's really trash. It's not a monster. I think East Carolina starts four 0 oh. Yeah. I think it's very. They could be five 0 Yeah. Could you not see them five and zero? I UCF? could see them five and zero, but I could also see them one and four. Yeah, they could be one and four. I think the probably Gowdy, favored Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium is going to be going crazy when South the Carolina. App, St- oh, in South, in.
1: Well, they better beat App State because if they beat App State, then it's going to be really fine. And I really think App State is not a new. South- player, though. South Carolina is going to suck, man. I, I haven't done any research on South Carolina. Yeah, well, I but have, Shane Beamer was one of the weirdest hires of all time. I
0: have, um... I don't think I have South Carolina rated. Maybe I do. I have, um... Oh, I do. Oh. Our South Carolina is... A, I, I have ECU as like a 10-point like favorite at home over South Carolina. <laughs>
1: You're going to get a lot of value there. <laughs> I so much
0: value on it. I'll be taking alt-spreads on that shit. <laughs> I don't think that's crazy, though. South Carolina... So you better hope for the loss of App State, then. No, I don't need an loss of App State. Because even they beat App State, it's just South Carolina. Yeah. I
1: mean... What the fuck is South Carolina doing hiring Shane Beamer, man? What are they...
0: We'll, we'll, we'll talk about them in the SEC. <laughs> what? Um, ECU beat... The breaks off of SMU in the last game of the season. Yeah, remember
1: remember that was the. We had a
0: little lock fight there. Yeah, you had that, right? You won that? Yeah, plus 28 and a half. Yeah, good job. <laughs>
1: they were, I should have just. Bro, if I put five bucks on the money line, I'm yeah. positive in the year.
0: Offensive line, starters are all back. Um, tons of guys back defensively, including in the 10 secondary. offensive
1: starters, 10 defensive starters back.
0: I like Mike Houston. Yeah. He built something to James Madison. He did. I really think they flashed in that
1: uh, that, that that SMU game, yes. and,
0: and I think that's gonna that's gonna carry him over. F- they flashed at Tulsa. I think it's gonna carry him over. I think they're they're totally live to be a sleeper team. I think we're both on the same page. Yeah, no, we really, are. I mean, even uh, they returned so much. Phil Steele's in the same page. Yeah, he's got him number three on his most improved. Yeah, I think it's. I think I think they're gonna have a good year. I agree. Um, Can they get over four and a half? Let's look. App State, South Carolina. I say, let's say they're two and let's say they're two and two. I think, and they're two and two, I, three and two. I think three and two heading the mm. two and two before conference play. Is that fair? Two and two before conference play. So you Charleston beat Southern's a win. a win, and then you go one and three. Yeah. No, no, no. One and two. Charleston Southern just before conference play, before even October, just in September. Yeah, so there's four games. Yeah, two and two. Yeah, so
1: you so you beat Charleston, Charleston Southern and then you go and one, and two, one and
0: two, one and two again. So I'm thinking worst case scenario, that's two wins in my opinion. Worst case scenario, worst You case can lose. Scenario. No, I don't think so. Where's it? I, I mean, they could. I think, but best you case scenario, win, they could be four and zero.
1: Yes. Yes. I'll give them. I'll give two and two. I think okay. two and two is fair.
0: All right. Two, so two and two. I don't think is worst case scenario. I think it's it's lower base like lower tier of like the most likely. Scenario. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, UCF's a loss, so the two and three. Uh,
0: Tulane and at Houston. I think we could split that. Okay. There's three. USF win. Temple win. Five at Navy probably a win. I think they're gonna sneak one against Cincinnati on Friday night. to end the Ends. Um, could you not see that? No, because I already got I got too many Cincinnati losses penciled in. I can't see them losing more than
1: that. See, maybe you should go back on your go go slam that Cincinnati under.
0: Maybe I should. There's a lot
1: of good teams here. Their might defense just, is good, but move. they don't have the their offenses are gonna have game breakers, and they're not they're not gonna be as good as last
0: year. I agree with that. They're, they're coming back, and the the AAC is catching up. ECU over four and a half. You want it? You got it. <laughs> yes. Alright, what else we got? Now we got the piss poor section. We got the terrible Navy. Three and no, a half. Navy under. I think they're gonna stink. I'm not there with Navy. I'm sorry. I've I no reason for promise. Do you can you convince me otherwise? I don't wanna I don't wanna spend much time on them. I want over. <laughs> hundred on Navy. Bro, I don't understand this. Like
1: they were terrible last year. Yeah, they were terrible last year. They didn't tackle in the summer.
0: Okay. They, they don't have st- good players. How about that? Navy never has good players. No, that's not true. They A lot of times they return talent on offense. I mean, Navy, Navy,
1: like, they're
0: Navy's well, good. been good
1: under Ken Montalolo for so long. Oh, I can see uh, one game on November 6th. Half? No. <laughs> November
0: <for laughs> Navy's good, man. I don't, they're this is good. just. Colin, they're not good. They don't return any like anybody of note. Like the defense should be fine. The offense, their offense last year might have been the worst offense in college football. Yeah, I mean no, their defense. They they return everybody on defense. Yeah, their defense should be fine. Their offense last their year defense was, the worst. was
1: really good in nineteen. I think they just didn't tackle last year, and that was a big problem. I I, I see. I'm, I want the over. I I think. I mean, quarterback's the most important. Part of the team, right? Yeah, who knows what
0: the hell they have at quarterback, exactly. right? I mean, come on, you got a guy named Xavier Arline. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a that's a that's For a good Arline, name. He yeah, should be in the Air Force. He
1: was their third leading. Uh, <laughs> Get it, Everyone. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. He's a he was a third leading rusher last year. He's decent. I mean, I think their defense is going to be good enough. I think they have a really good defensive coordinator. I think like Kenny Ken Montalolo Ken, Ken is a really good head coach. Yeah, I think they return enough on defense. Yeah. they're going to be pissed off. And look, their schedule is not that hard to find. That's a good four point. wins. They,
0: they, they do have a weak schedule. Marshall Air Force, we can split that, right? We can split that. We're one and on one. I think they're only because they're at home, though. Like, yeah, I, I think they would be. I think they're underdogs in both those games.
1: Um at Houston, lost loss one and loss. one and two, loss. one and loss. three. Loss. I think loss. you could beat loss. SMU at loss. home. Loss. I think you can beat Temple. SMU at home. Give me the under. So you, I, mean I
0: play oh, the Army on the
1: last game of the yeah. season. You beat SMU at home. I think you're probably losing Memphis, Cincinnati, Tulsa, Notre Dame. and then you got ECU and Temple. So what we got? One. So let's say in this stretch from September. 25th to November 6th Let's say you get one win there You get one win on the 4th and the 11th So that's two And then you just and then you need two wins On the November 20th to December 11th So you beat Army and Temple You lose to ECU You beat one of Houston, UCF, SMU Memphis, Cincinnati, Tulsa, Notre Dame One of those games mm-hmm. Three And then you beat one of Marshall Air Force Four, you hit the over
0: mm-hmm. I got the under <laughs> I'm gonna bet that over plus a hundred on that. Okay, go for it. They just need to win one game. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm just not there with Navy this year. I just don't see it. Um, having said that, I have them favored by a, a touchdown on a neutral over the rest of these, the rest of this basement. Oh man,
1: I think USF may take a step. I think that uh, last game against UCF showed some promise on the offense. What's their win total? <sighs> Three.
0: Really? Yeah. Why do you believe in USF? I don't. They return a bunch. I don't believe in you. Everybody returns a bunch this year. It's crazy. It is. Everybody returns a bunch. It's almost like you can't use that as a... Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Really? I see one win for USF, dude. Maybe two. I'm taking I mean, the you... under three. I'm sorry. I can't. I, there's no way. Where, yeah, where are there, Where are the wins coming from? No, I'm, I'm taking the under, uh, Florida AM. Yep. Temple. Where else are the wins coming from? How, why is three a number? What is the What are the odds on that? Um, minus 125 for the over, minus
1: 105 for the under. Are you kidding me? I mean, jeff Scott, second year. So They've got South Florida speed. They return leading rusher. Yep. Top seven leading tacklers. Um, I mean... The defense was terrible. terrible. Leading receiver. Their so,
0: offense wasn't bad. So they so here's the question. Their you,
1: quarterback is Travis Marsh. We don't know who their Kay quarterback Fortin?
0: is. We don't know who their quarterback's gonna be. I, I think it's think. gonna end up being Jaron Williams. He played at Miami, he was the starter at Miami a couple years ago. Nineteen touchdowns, seven picks, he was fine. I think he's gonna end up being the starter, but like I don't know, what else who, who's he throwing to? Like I mean, they have receivers. They got Bryce Miller back, they got Amari and Dallas, and they, they, mm-hmm. their offense
1: wasn't terrible last year. Yeah. Their defense
0: was terrible. They're terrible. Their offense wasn't terrible, man. I'm not there with them. USM, under three. That is, um,
1: 37 at Temple, 33 at Memphis, 46 at U- They almost beat Memphis and UCF last year. They lost those games by one and by
0: 12. Okay. Do you think that they're going to win three games? <laughs> Just want to
1: get there. No? I, I need the quarterback. Um,. I need the quarterback now. I don't think to win three games. Me but,
0: neither. But I,
1: I, I think they're kind of they're kind of improving. I'm like a certain basement team. Temple. we're about to get to. Temple's absolutely garbage, man.
0: Yeah, I what, agree. What, what, what are we oh, to you on under, under 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 You want the under on USF though, or do you want the over? Uh, we'll Taking under. I want team.
1: the I want the under. I want the
0: under? They're not winning three games. Look at their. They, no, you can't the schedule, find they can't Three find, is like the max for them. You can find ECU, both things would be better, Florida A&M, and... Temple. You can, three is like the max that you can see. You can find for them in the wing column. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to get... If you can somehow sort of find an under three and a half on them, instead of an under three, even if you're paying a little extra juice. Like, they're not Maybe winning BYU,
1: BYU's probably going to regress. They're not winning four games. BYU's probably going to regress next
0: year. Great. Are they going to lose to
1: USF? Didn't they almost lose to them? What are they? No, they lost to, in, in 2019, BYU lost to uh, USF. I, that's, I remember that, yeah.
0: Okay. I remember that too, it was weird.
1: Yeah, it was really weird. Pretty sure I lost a lot of money on that game. <laughs> I Pretty sure I kept betting them when they were down, because I was like, there's no way they could lose.
0: What is Temple's win total? Two and a half. Okay. I mean... One win, two wins...
1: Two wins. You see two? They don't even return that much. Six on defense, eight on offense. They bring, I mean,
0: they bring in a billion transfers. Their starting quarterback is Duan Mathis from Georgia.
1: He was terrible. Couldn't, he was so bad, man. Dewan Mathis is absolutely terrible. I know.
0: They transfer you.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they can't recruit you. Have, have you read any of the
0: athletic articles on uh, like state recruiter? They might win two games, though. They have two wins. They might win Wagner three. Wagner and Akron. They might win three. They might win four. The over might be a good bet for them. Because their schedule's so soft. Schedule's really soft. It's soft. It's really soft. Like they're home against Boston College. Like Wagner they're gonna they should beat. They can win at Akron. They can win at Rutgers. Like, I mean I'm not like Rutgers yeah. isn't like Rutgers is a bottom of the big ten. I yeah. mean they're not it's not like a road trip to a high four. To on October second, they can win at They can win it. USF. They can. Like we just marked that as a win for USF. Yeah. The Temple can win at USF. They could. They could they win, at, win at home against Navy on the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah they can. They could. I kind of like the over. Give me the over on Temple. As bad as they are, their schedule's soft. I'll take Temple over two and a half. What are the? What's the juice on that? <laughs> Minus
1: one sixty-five. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you probably gotta take the over here. But like Temple's.
0: No, they're bad. I agree Temple's bad.
1: terrible. Rod Carey's out of his element I on agree. the East Coast. Rutgers is gonna be jazzed up for that game. That's a big recruiting game.
0: Recruiting game, it's just a big game in general. Oh my it's god. It's a
1: recruiting game too though. No, it's not. Yeah, you you go in, you beat Temple and you go to the South Jersey.
0: We, we Philly, own South Jersey anyway. Philly
1: recruits. You, you do, but it doesn't matter. You say, look. They try
0: to say anything. You say, look. Look at the score. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. We're just, I mean, we're just, yeah. I mean, it's just a big deal for Rutgers as a whole. I mean, first game with Greg. I mean, fans in the stands, it should be a zoo. I'm a freaking zoo. I kind of like they're over two and a half, though. There are enough toss-up games Yeah, I mean, I mean minus 165, uh, that's a lot of juice. Yeah, it's a lot of juice. I, I wouldn't lie. All right, um... Is that it for our American Athletic Conference preview? Yeah, bro. What? Tulane's gonna be
1: good, man. Tulane's defense is 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 dirty. Look at this. All right, let me. Let, I'm just looking at the stats, right? For for leading in everything, like just AAC. All right, the number one. Their their receivers aren't aren't great. Yet. They they've got a Deuce Watts all the way way at the bottom. It's like the fifteenth best returning receiver. But number one rusher to Jay Spears and Tyro Long coming back. Number one tackles per game Dorian Williams in the AAC. Eight point two per game, ninety eight tackles. Mm-hmm. Most tackle for loss. Dorian Williams, 16.5. Third most sacks, Dorian Williams. Dorian Williams is a monster. Most pass breakups. Jalen Moore, Tulane. They're they're leading in like almost all these categories and they're So then ride Tulane like a wagon. I am. Bro, best punts, Ryan Wright, Tulane. <laughs> okay. Tulane's gonna be good, man. Tulane's gonna be
0: good. So you you're all aboard the UCF and Tulane Express.
1: Yeah That's fine at and ECU. Too. No, I'm not a I'm not aboard the I Houston. I'm not aboard the Houston train. Can we wrap this up? Yeah. We I'm spent just... a long
0: time talking about the American Athletic Conference. This is, good.
1: this is why this is why they love us. This is why they love us in
0: all random American places. Episode one, season two of the Hook and Ladder Podcast. That's a wrap for us. Um We'll be back next week, Colin. You're heading to Nashville. Scout out some. Uh, maybe you'll run into Clark Lee over there. <laughs> Ask
1: him how uh, how many games Vanderbilt's going to win this year.
0: Buy him a drink, two or three. Yeah, he's going to need one. <laughs> uh, Especially we'll with all the that's coming. We'll be uh, we'll be back next week. Um, ACC and probably Big Ten next week. That'll be on our list for for next week. All right, Colin. Episode one of uh, this season, the AAC. We've, uh, we've covered it. I think we've got a good grip on the conference. A lot of returning talent throughout the board. Um, all right, dude. Peace out. Good to be back. See you.